0: Hello, I'm Daisy Buchanan, the author of *Insatiable*, a love story for greedy girls. You might know me as the book inspector from the Your Book podcast, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new podcast, *Daisy Is Insatiable*. It's an intimate look at love, lust, life, and everything that makes sex fascinating. Why do we yearn for romance? How can we feel confident when it comes to our body image hang-ups? What is the difference between sex and love? What happens when money gets involved? I've rounded up some of the wisest people I know and said, hey, let's talk about sex. Each week, I'll be sharing a revealing conversation with a different guest. I spoke to Jolly Alderton about sex, journeys and power. We spoke about whether sexual adventures can make up part of a feminist legacy and why intimacy is the greatest leveler of all.
1: Yeah, power is that is a real... Particularly, I think when you're looking at teenage girls and young women having sex, I think power is such a good point. I still can't believe that when you have sex with someone, you get to see this side of them that is so vulnerable that no one else gets to see. I mean, I just felt like presidential levels of power when I first started having sex with her, I couldn't believe that I got that access that you get to see someone's bedroom, you get to see them naked, you get to see the hair on their body, the freckles on their back, the face, the faces that they make, the noises that they make. You get to know the things that they like, you get to see the way that they move, you get to bear witness to their fantasies. That It's like, I couldn't believe that I got to do that. And I it's kind of dark. I like. I couldn't believe I got to gather that information on a man and it felt really good, you know. I think it does feel like if you're a young woman who felt at all like you were humiliated or disempowered, which is sadly so many teenage girls, it feels a bit like payback time, I think, when you first start having sex.
0: The writer Paul Mendez told me about his past life as a sex worker, why he finds it easier to write about sex than love, growing up religious and using sex as a means of escape.
2: In terms of the autobiographical nature of Rainbow Milk, I was a sex worker as well for a long time, like over 10 years. You know, I enjoyed the sex with my clients, but obviously I didn't fall in love with any of them. And, you know, I can write about my experience as a sex worker because I find it interesting in terms of what it was in itself but certainly in response to me previously having grown up as a Jehovah's Witness and sort of left that organisation behind you know the tension between that is what I find interesting not necessarily writing about sex just for love itself We've, we're surrounded by love and perhaps in another book though I will sort of focus more on um, a more sort of conventionally romantic side of, of love but i yeah, just chickened out
0: Andy Osho and I explored how the experience of dating makes us fall in love a little bit harder with our friends. She also told me about the strangest thing a date had ever done for her. Do you have a favourite dating story to tell? Weirdly, I haven't had a lot of like crazy
3: dates. Although I do remember um, one guy uh, brought me a stick as a present, <laughs> and he'd wrapped it and everything. Oh wow! Um, to a date, yeah. So what had happened is we we were um, you know messaging back and forth quite a lot, and then we arranged to meet. So so and 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 he was in the army. So he sent me through this picture of him um, in his you know fatigues or whatever you call them, and he just looked hot like I was just like okay this is on you know (laughs) we'd been you know bantering and talking beforehand we'd been talking about the Redwood Forest and how I'd really enjoyed it there and I don't know where he'd got this stick from but he had a stick from the Redwood Forest and had wrapped it (laughs) it probably seemed like a good idea you know when he was at home in the barracks or whatever but yeah so I sort of opened this present and I was just like a, a, a stick? <laughs> yeah, well, well, thanks. <laughs> um, he knew by the end we weren't going to see each other again.
0: With the behavioural expert, Chiru Azadi, I discussed longing and wanting and the formative experiences that dictate our desires. And I did want to ask more explicitly about sex, because I think with, especially for women... When we talk about desire and how we are allowed to to want things and to want to explore that, there's just so much in the way.
4: I think so too, and I think it's about investigating where it came from, and a lot of the time too, invest like not not necessarily in terms of is it is it the media? Are we talking about the patriarchy? A lot in my case, it's more like who? What were those formative experiences that told you that you couldn't relax? Who were those people? What were those conversations you had? A, a, a kind of a timeline. What was it that happened that made you see your body or the world or sex differently? And what are those core beliefs that you picked up about what it means to be sexy or what it means to be attractive? I remember at one point growing up, you know, you had all these mess things about, you would read things in magazines or hear things in, on, in, in school, boys like this, or you should look like this, or you should do that. And then I realised, and then you would hear, oh, it doesn't matter actually, just so long as you're confident, and I was like, oh, <laughs> what now I'm supposed to be confident about all the stuff you've told me you don't like, <laughs> you know, so it was like, ugh, oh, now I have to own it. OK, because you've told me for a lifetime that I that I shouldn't.
0: It's going to be fun. It's going to be revealing. I really hope you're as insatiably curious as I am and that you'll join me on this adventure. You might be shocked by what you hear. You might be moved or inspired. I promise you won't be left in the dark. Daisy is Insatiable is available on Acast, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. Find Insatiable, a love story for greedy girls, on waterstones.com, boils, blackwells, booktop.org, Amazon, and Audible.